how's things? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Good stuff. So, um, what's been the morning so far? We're currently 10 past 10 recording. What have you been up to? Uh, this morning, I've been working with a film production company. Um, they're based in Swindon. So, I go around to their place and I train them every Thursday morning. Cool. So, I get there for six and then I set everything up for 6.30 train them until quarter past seven and then I go back to the studio and train a few clients and now I'm here awesome that's wicked so Jack, Jack's said to me before we come on oh I don't know I've got nothing to talk about film production company that's yeah. awesome yeah how long yeah. have you doing that um I've been there probably about a year and a half right so um it's usually every Thursday um sometimes uh, they're a little bit busy like doing doing yeah doing a lot of filming side of things um, so a couple of their team are in New York at the moment doing some work. So yes, uh, smaller numbers this week, but that's yeah. really cool. So um, to give guys a bit of a, a background into you, you run Group Fit. Um, how long has that been a thing? How long have you been doing that? Group Fit's been going around for about two and a bit years now. Uh, it started with literally just a Sunday morning circuit class um, down the local field where I used to live, uh, working in different gyms at the same time, and then just built up from there. And yeah, working every day and building up. Yeah. So um, when you first, because I remember when you first started it, you were working at Blunsdon um, doing uh, actually shift work, wasn't it? It wasn't even, you were doing some PT, but not a lot. Um, So it's only two and a half years and you're already up and running and your own gym and class timetable. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Like to do it that quickly. That's fantastic. And that's for me, that's why I wanted to get you on because students that want to run their own gym, I'm not going to say that everybody's going to be up and running in two years with their own gym, yeah. but it's, it's a testament to what you can do with hard work. So how did, like, run me through, like, the sort of steps. You started with that one class, and you were yeah. doing, I remember you were doing spin classes here as well at Blunsdon. So then yeah. how did it grow from there? Um, so I was doing a little bit of sport, sport massage from home, and um, I also worked uh, a few days a week on a building site and also at Blunsdon. And then I set up a Sunday morning circuit class, uh, built that up to about 15, 20 people. And then because I was at Blunsdon, I said I wanted to set up a, a spin a spin class And um, after doing one of your courses. And then... Plug. Um, Shameless plug. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. <coughs> uh, Starting on a Wednesday night doing a spin class, that got full. Uh, 20 people every week. And then I done my boxer size qualification, and that become busy. That was a Monday night. And then I set up a second spin class on a Friday night. A lot of people said it wouldn't be busy um, at the time. And yeah, that then become full on a Friday night, 8.15. And then I started a Viper um, class. And then, yeah, it just built up from there. And then I wanted to progress a bit more and set my own place up. So I took a little bit of a risk and um, set my own place up. And yeah, it's going busy. So I've gone from four to five classes a week. I think I'm now about 15. Really? Yeah. So you... Um because it got to a point where you were kind of paying for rental here, rental there, and things are adding up. So it made sense to kind of go and get your own spot. But was that always the plan? Yeah. So I've always wanted my own place. I, I used to like plan out on paper little ideas and things like that. So um, I don't think I do well working for people, um, <laughs> but I'm good at doing my own stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm quite like well driven as well. So uh, I'm always working like seven days a week. I think in the last three, four years, I've taken less than 10 days off. Really? Um, so it's like all day, every day you're doing something to push your own business. But yeah, when you've got uh, a lot of people now getting results and it's good, it's good fun. It's, it's a good reward at the end of it. So what would you, um, we'll come back to the gym and I want to talk about setup and, and all that kind of stuff. But what would you say, because I've got an idea in my head, but what would you say is like the um, recipe for, for your success? 
Um, a lot of lot of hard work um, and then learning learning by mistakes. So try something. Um, so I've actually been qualified as a, a level a level three PT for well probably nearly ten years. And then I was only a little bit on and off working in different gyms. Didn't really put a lot of effort into being a PT. It was sort of oh, I'm going to try it, but not put 100. Yeah. percent And then um, I decided that no, I actually want to do it and really push my own business. And um, then I put everything into it, and then it sort of worked after that. So you can't sort of like half half hearted it sort of thing. You have to go flat out and every single day and it will be tough. But yeah. it's tough at the beginning. It's yeah. definitely tough at the beginning. And it's I was um recently we talked to uh we talked to lots of different people and, and it's a, the common theme is I'm I'm trying to get people on here to talk to that are inspiring. And the common theme there is it's hard work. Like the, yeah. you know, to especially you, it's almost like the the um I guess the the overarching theme of all of all of them is that they look maybe like a swan on top, but the legs going crazy under the water. Yeah. Right. So you look like you're handling it really well, but you might be at the yeah. end of your wits, right? Yeah. But it's um, it's different when it's for you, isn't it? Yeah. It's definitely different. That hard work doesn't feel so hard when it's for your own endeavors. Yeah, definitely. So, I think to me, I look on the outside of this, and I'm, I'm again, I'm on the outside of it, so I can look at at it differently. For for me, the the reason that you're doing so well with everything is a nice guy, right? Mm. So everyone everyone wants you to do well, right? So they'll if you're doing something, it's well supported yeah. always. You you you've always got the right intentions with it. So I know you do a lot with the charities and stuff like that. So you're always putting together things that people might want to do. And people just flock to them, which is great. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think is that you're you, you're very client centric, so yeah. you keep their their progress in mind yeah. all the time. And that's things like um, you constantly got a count, haven't you, on your yeah. social media of how many pounds the yeah. group fit team has lost. Um, and then you're hot on your social media. You're yeah. constantly on that, which is good. How do you do? You structure that at all, or do you, is it just off the cuff? Um, I always. I've sort of looked at a lot of like social media sort of marketing and um, I always think it's good for the clients as well to show what they're doing and how well they're doing. Mm. So um, every single class I take a photo, I always say well done to them and um, I tag them in and it sort of grows the social media side of thing. But um, yeah, everyone, I put my clients first and then everything else sort of like comes second. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, lot of other people, they can do the opposite to that. So they, they put themselves first and that's why sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, um, but it's all about putting the clients first, and then like I put myself second, and um, but yeah, make sure they do well and enjoying it, and then they come back, yeah. and um, everyone's happy. Do you do a lot of referrals? Uh, all my, it's all now it is referrals. It started off being social media, uh, but now it's all like referral based. Can I bring a friend along? Um, I always say come for a week for free, see how you get on. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, then you don't. But most of the time they stay and it's, it's good fun. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of social events, so a lot more walking groups that are free for members. We go out for food and people say, oh, you're taking your clients to Pizza Hut. But it's, it's a lifestyle and it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like £1,500 of fat loss yeah, uh, since day one. That's massive. Absolutely massive. And, and I think that's good. You, you promote the... I think you promote a good like you just said balance yeah. a healthy lifestyle rather than you know yeah, ju- just chicken abs and, rice. It's and not chicken, chicken and rice yeah. yeah so i think that's really good because it gives people a realistic target tell, yeah. tell, tell us about the um <laughs> tell us about the uh by the way jack's sick here in the studio so he 
mind him coughing all over the place. Um, <laughs> tell us about the recent trip. You were doing the three peaks. That yeah. cracked me up. Tell me about that. Uh, it went a little bit wrong. Yep. Um, so I've been training up all year for it. So walking 26 miles at a time up on the Ridgeway. Um, yeah, it went a little bit wrong. Uh, we decided to do it on one of the most wettest and horriblest weekends with weather warnings everywhere. Um, yeah, it was good fun, but it was difficult. We'd done a peak and a half, so it's now the peak and a half challenge. Peak and, <laughs> and uh, well, it was good. So there was floods everywhere. We, we had to cross this little river that was actually a lot bigger than it usually was. Um, and then, yeah, we got stuck in some floods on the way back, and it was just a pretty much disaster. It was good fun. Mm. It was a good challenge, but it went a little bit wrong. Um, yeah, but it was good fun. So challenge, challenge wise, because you do, you seem to have things pretty well mapped out. You've got, you had that one. You've done um, the Ridgeway walk, right? You did yeah. the walking challenge on that. What was that one? So it's a twenty-six mile walk for members. So uh, my all my members come to free social clubs. Um, so we always start off a little bit less and build up. So every weekend we we'll add a couple of miles on, or we'll make it like a hill sort of session and things like that. And then um, we've done a twenty-one mile walk this year, a twenty-six mile walk. Um, we've went for, well, actually for our birthday for a bit of fun. We went down to Snowdon and climbed Snowdon twice. I remember that. And uh, yeah, so it was about twenty members come down, and we stayed there for the weekend. And it was just a, a bit of a laugh. And yeah, walked up, walked down, and um, yeah, it's all about social and making people like have fun, fun and working out at the same time. Yeah, and you think that's a, that's that's the key. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to do the same thing every day. It's got to be fun. It's got to be enjoyment. They can't live on chicken and rice. Yeah. They, um, yeah. A lot of people, yeah, give them chicken and rice diet, but it's not. It's about it's a lifestyle change. As long as their food's better than it was yesterday, and it's and they're enjoying it, and then they stay, and it's they get results. Yeah. Do you give them much nutritional guidance? Because it's a weight loss based company, largely. Yeah. yeah. So do you give them much nutritional guidance? Um, everyone who gets uh, downloads, um, they can sort of look through. And there's manuals in the, in the gym. Um, I'm on social media all the time. They send me emails. Yeah, literally a sort of question and answers. Uh, I initially say a seven day food diary, then we start changing things. But depending on the client, sometimes I will go into maybe tracking calories if they need numbers and have a, like a lifestyle if people do like going out. Um, then it's easier to do the calories. Some people just like hand sizes, Porsche control balls using the hands, or just by changing their food up a little bit. Okay. So it depends on the the individual client itself, but everyone gets a sort of a personal training service, but they pay at class price. This is a lot cheaper than you would. Mm. But um, yeah, everyone gets it and they sort of love it sort of thing. That's good. So so as far as, do you, do you have a lot of one-to-one clients at all or is it is it mainly... I have, um, I have a few one-to-one clients, but I've always pushed either two-to-one, so they cut the cost in half, mm-hmm. and they get the same, basically the same sort of service. Um, but I try and push all my group training, because mm-hmm. I, th- I think if I, can, I can, if I can see them three, four times a week at £5 a session, they're going to get better results, and it's still the same amount of money. But yeah. I, I enjoy training in group sessions. I'm quite like, uh, yeah, I, I like enjoy more group training than sort of one-to-one at the moment. Um, right. It depends what it is. I work with a lot of motorcycle riders as well, and that's one-to-one. Yeah. Um, so it's... It depends on their goals, really. So you've got quite a history with motorci- motorcycle riding, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So um, you, you were... Uh, it wasn't even junior, was it? It was no, full I was, on... Yeah, I started off uh, about 13 years old at club level um, on a little RS125. Um, I wasn't that good. Um, I think I had a name called Swimmer because my legs used to flap everywhere because I was too big for a bike. <laughs> right. And then um, I actually worked with a personal trainer in Swindon and then I decided to do my qualifications to be better at motorcycle riding. So I actually fell into the fitness because I was trying to do it for my sport. Mm. And then um, dropped a load of weight. I got quite fit. I started racing in the, alongside the British Superbike Championship. And then I went into Junior World Championship for a one-off round. And um, 
yeah, I was lucky enough then to be sponsored by quite a big companies and uh, yeah, done that for about a season and a half that was fully funded by other people. And it was, yeah, it was good fun. But again, I think that's where all my sort of hard work started because mm. you have to work hard and you have to yeah, train hard to get results. So how does that, like, I'm always interested, how does that come about? How, does, how did you get into that as a sport at um, 13? Well, I used to ride, um, it was a little peewee 50 when I was like four years old. It's a little twist and go thing in the field. Right. Get told off by a lot of people and just, yeah, it was my dad who was always into motorcycles. And um, he was racing at the time and then he said, do you want to have a go? And yeah, it started from there really. Right. And then just slowly got better and better and better. And then moved up to, yeah, the best championship. Like it was, it was Superstock 600. Right. So everyone's on the same sort of spec bike. And um, I was like constantly top 10. Uh, but I couldn't afford really to keep on crashing at the time. Right. But um, the final sort of season, I had quite a big sponsor who supported me, and um, yeah, it was good fun. And yeah, but it's just down to down to pennies really. So that's where you stopped. Yeah, and um, also it's I got to focus on myself. Sometime it was it was really good fun, but um, yeah, I had to focus on my own business as well. Yeah. So um, I stopped because of money, but also I needed to focus on a career because I'd done it for quite a long time, and uh, a little bit of enjoyment stopped towards the end of it it, right. was, it wasn't as fun so there's no point doing it if it's not fun yeah 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 and um yeah then i went into working back into gyms and sort of progressed from there really right that's interesting how did um blunzen come about because you were working here and then you moved into the pt side did was that was that pre that was pre when i turned up wasn't it you were here um so when they had the refurb of all the kit yeah so as i i started when the refurb was just being done right and um, yeah, that was uh, it. Was only a little part-time thing, yeah. just to get some extra money for a house. Like, I still haven't got a house now, but yeah. it was a little bit of extra money, um, a little bit of extra money to to go towards a house because I was doing sports massage from home. Yep. And then um, yeah, then I decided I enjoyed uh, working in the gym a bit more than I did at home doing sports massage, and it just sort of went from there. And right. luckily, the Blunston was actually pretty. They're they're really sort of helpful, and they do. If you want to focus on PT, they will let you and stuff like that. There's yeah. a lot more flexibility coming here than there was going anywhere else. Well, there was standalone as well. I think it makes a huge difference. If you've got a club that is a one-off business, yeah. especially sort of family-owned, yeah. then it means that you can bring to them an idea and, and negotiate that idea and kind yeah. of go, how does this work for you? How does it work for me? You know, are, you, are you happy with me yeah. doing this? This is how I see it growing. Whereas if you go to larger chains, they have, yeah. this, is, this is what you have. This is yeah. option A, B, or C. If you want to do D, there's, you can't. There's, there's no yeah. option there. So. I think I always kept it quite separate as well. So even if a client comes to me on shift, I would say these are the PTs. I wouldn't just advertise myself. Yeah. I'd give them options and then, yeah, it's sort of... Yeah, I would never just focus on myself. It's like it's all about the club. Yeah. And then, but when I'm off shift, it was all about sort of like building up group fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started to train like two to two to one, so two clients to myself, and then yeah, the classes as well, and it sort of all built off. And it was helpful enough to let me use the studio and things like that. And yeah, it all got on quite well. Good, 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 good. It's weird. It's really weird, right? So the start of all of these bits generally is is Blunston. so yeah my, my first job in a gym i was 16 years old was in Blunston. Like yeah that was the first time i worked in a gym completely unqualified because yeah. technically reception staff so yeah. i was allowed to just come in and hand out keys and towels 
And then um, when I first started doing PT on my own, it was at Blanston. Yeah. So I did some door-to-door, some like in-home stuff, and then it was at Blanston. So it was um, a guy called Julian at the time. Do you remember Julian? I don't know. So a while back, he used to he was a manager at DW, what was JJB at the time. Yeah. And then he was a manager here, and he knew me from back, way back. So sort of said, look, yeah, come on in, and, and I'll, I'll charge you every time you come in as opposed yeah. to a rent. That's how we did it for a time. And then when I started T2, I came back to him and I said, listen, I want to run courses. Any chance I can rent the squash courts? So he let me do that. Um, And that was, you know, he, and I'd get in and there'd be like tablecloths and the whiteboard was up and he'd put water in there for everybody. And so it was all, it all came back to here every time. So then to be able to set up doing all of this here is great. So it's always been a sort of a real fixture. Um, but they, they allow you to, to flourish in your business and they yeah. still support you now you've left. Yeah. You know, you've still got banners so, at the club and posters yeah. and stuff like that, which is great. Yeah, still got a good relationship with everyone. It's, it's good. Yeah, a happy days. So let's talk then about your gym. So, because to me, like, and we're, we're good friends. So that came out of nowhere. Like, I knew you were yeah. thinking about it, but then it was suddenly, bang, I bought this place. Yeah. So how did that come about? Um, I've always, I was always looking for different places and it was just down to cost, really. And um, I, w- I looked at one place, they said, well, you're not allowed more than like two cars. You can't, there's not enough right. like parking spaces for you to have it for that building. Um, and then Take it's- notes, anyone who wants to open a gym, because all these things are <laughs> things you might not think about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I contacted a few people around uh, South Marsden and, and they said there's not enough spaces. You can't have a, a certain license for a certain amount of spaces you can have. And then it sort of stopped a little bit again. Then I was just sort of like looking around again and another, another place popped up. And I contacted them. It was really sort of simple. It was like, yeah, come in. You can have a month sort of free to set up. And then there's no, like, restriction on the car parking spaces. You've got codes to go in wherever you like. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a good sort of opportunity to, to take. And it wasn't that much more payment-wise difference. Right. Um, so I just look at, actually, I might just need five or six more clients to cover the cost difference. Yeah. And um, then you set yourself a little bit of a targeting goal and try and get them clients in. And then it sort of equals back out again. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was good, and then um, yeah, then you can sort of decide what's in the gym and the most cheapest options for the most biggest sort of reward out of it. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot more functional gym, a lot of slam balls, kettlebells, dumbbells, got ski machines, um, you got a sled, you got TRX in there, you got Vipers, you got anchors. Um, yeah, a mixture of functional training as you well. Got some assault bikes. Yeah, got some assault bikes. Yeah, everyone hates them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, yeah. So where did you go for that? Those those bits of kit. Uh, looked online over and over again, um, put a list of what I wanted to get, then looked online how much it was, and then went to different companies and see what the best option was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, flooring, flooring alone was, that's a massive sort that's of, That's like, to be the big one. Yeah, so I went for the cheapest floor and it was still, like, three grand. Was it? It was, um, yeah, the most expensive, it was, like, twelve to 15,000 just for flooring. Was it really? Um, so, yeah, you've got to really look at... It doesn't look the best, but it does what it does, and people yeah. don't say, oh, I'm not going to come because your flooring looks bad. Yeah. You've got so, turf and stuff in there, right? Yeah. yeah. So all that's included. It's, it's, it's good. So I think it's about 12 or 50 metres of AstroTurf. Mm. Um, so it's a 1,250 square foot sort of unit. And right. it's, um Yeah, it's good. That's good. And you, got, you said to me, you've got your kettle and your microwave in yeah. there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got so. my sofas in there. I made it sort of as friendly as possible so people can come in. They're not just standing around. Um, they can sit there, read a magazine. They can sit on the sofa and chill out, have a sofa, tea and coffee. 
Um, there's sort of like protein supplements they can help yourself too. So it's more like a, a friendly family sort of feel. Yeah. Rather than go in and go out, it's yeah, everyone knows each other. Everyone chills out at the start. Everyone can chill out at the end. There's no like rush. Get out. Oh, we've got the next class. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all about that so- social sort of feel as well. That's nice. And so when you when you set that up, because um, I want to get to the bottom of some things, just because again people are. People are interested when they're setting up businesses. So yeah. when you're setting up a business, you've got to think about your, um, you know, declaring for your self-assessment and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you obviously did that a while back. Um, with this, you've got to do things like business rates and all that kind of stuff. So um, is, was there anything that surprised you about setting up? Um, yeah, there's always fees. Yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, there's always fees, and it does seem a little bit stressful at times, but it's also really good at the end. Um, I'm still useless with all my accounts. I've got an accountant, and she keeps on at me saying, do it and do it, do it. And um, But then I try and do it. I'm so busy with everything else, it's sort of, it, it will be happening. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's just the first year um, of the fee you just said, you don't really have to pay in that sort of size unit. So after year one, then right. they send you a, send you the fee to start paying. So you always get like a year um, sort of free, like the service charge thing sort yeah. of thing. And then Flexbase is also where I'm based. They're quite flexible with their start off at lowest rate they can they can give me and then add it on like next year. So as you grow? Yeah. So good. they look at you and say, how, how well are you doing? Can you afford this? Can you, can you afford that? We've actually not charged you for certain things. Um, the square foot is a little bit cheaper than it would be if you've been there a few years. So yeah, there's a lot of people that do help you. That's really good. That's really good. And it, it's something that, you know, as, as most trainers will do at some point, they'll probably look into it yeah. and then go, God, there's this and this and this and this and this to consider yeah. and kind of go, right, I might back away from this. Yeah. So um, any, any kind of, any regrets on it? No, definitely not. It's, Good. It's, it's, I'm up every day at 4.30 to 4.45 um, and then I'm not getting back in, in home until 10, 11 o'clock at times. So um, the, only, the only thing... I didn't think of at the time is like the cleaning inside of things. I, I love cleaning. Yeah. I don't mind it. It's my own place. But when you've had, say, nine hours worth of clients, and then go, actually, I've got to then spend two hours deep cleaning everything. Yeah. I didn't think of that at the time. Yeah. So it's all, all it's good for all your clients, but then there's all the additional stuff that you don't get in a gym. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's a lot more rewards, um, a lot more rewards at the end of the day with myself. With You said about things you don't get. So what do your clients, your clients just do showers at home and that kind of thing? Is that, you do have that sort of thing, change facilities um, and stuff? There's no showers. There's, you can get changed in there. Um, some clients, I literally could say, oh, I'm going to jump out and they can use a little like sofa, relax area to get changed. Um, 99% of the time, clients turn up in their clothes yeah. uh, to work out. And, um, it's interesting because a lot. Of, that's what I've heard. A lot of the time is when we've, we've, I've looked at this before and people have spoke to me about it and it's like, oh, what about changing rooms? What about showers? And actually... Most people probably aren't even that worried about it if they'll no. have whatever's given at, at the facility. Yeah. And it's, 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 I think it's stuff that often it's barriers that we put in our, our yeah. own way to go, oh, I'm not going to do that because I can't I initially do thought this. that um, it was going to be a problem. I, I'd love to have a shower. I'd love to have things like that. Um, but that's in a few years' time. I'll, I'll look at somewhere else in a few years' time and keep on building it. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it works out quite well. People do say one or two classes back to back they go home and shower or they come in their kit ready yeah yeah um but the following's really good so it's it's they're there they follow me where i would go anyway yeah yeah yeah. and um it's like well actually there isn't showers anymore but you're going to get a better service from other ways right i can offer you more i can there's you've got your own session you've got your own place to train in you haven't got 15 20 people around you using equipment so there's better 
like benefits as well. Do you do you offer that? Can people come in and just train or no? Not at the moment. Right. Not at the moment. I think that's another another lot of insurances. That's another lot of. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Have to have cameras if I'm not there, or paying someone to be there when I'm not there, or yeah. So yeah, at the moment future growth maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I would like to get um, sort of my at the minute because uh, I rent a space out of a unit, so it's like blocks of rooms. Uh, I'd like to get my own sort of building one day. Mm. But yeah, build this up a bit more, spend another year here building up, and then look like for progression, say the end of next year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just all about building. Like Absolutely. this time of year is quite quiet with clients; it can drop a little bit. Yeah. Um, got Christmas coming up and that, but then January again, it'll be busier, and then you get the clients that uh, continue anyway. Yeah. It's quite a seasonal job, isn't it, PT? Yeah. I think the first year you go through, because you have all of those ebbs and flows, there are times when you yeah. go, oh my God, what's happening here? It's all falling yeah. apart. But it's every, say, March might be quiet for you, and that just yeah. might be your rhythm. Just before the six weeks holiday, the school holidays, it gets a little bit more quieter, then it builds back up. Um, I remember last year, um, just before Christmas at Boxer Size, uh, there was like three people there. You sort of get a little bit like disheartened, but yeah. then you think actually it's it's because it's Christmas. So yeah. I work right up till Christmas and then straight away after. But yeah, it sort of um, it does get quiet, then it builds back up again. Yeah. But people are just busy, and yeah, I sort of take that sometimes a little bit more personal because yeah, I think where are they? And if eating too much food, yeah. But, um, no, they're always pretty good, and yeah, it's good fun. So how do you um, how do you uh, plan out what you're going to do in terms of the challenges, like the walking challenges and stuff. Yeah. Because how did you? Like, Three Peaks is quite a, um, it's a popular one. Yeah. But like the other ones you've done out haven't been. How do you figure those out? Is it just something you want to do, and then you you see um, if they want to do it as well? I set the walking group up because it's still it's getting my clients out. It right. makes um makes people quite social as well. It gets people to know each other. And for me, if I'm just walking my clients, because they're, they're my friends as well, it's sort of, it's relaxing. I don't feel like I'm working, but I'm also working out. Um, it's getting people out as well. And we start off nice and easy in the walking. It's free. Anyone can walk. Yeah. So um, it might cost a little bit more doing a challenge with your boots and your kit and your poles and your bags and things like that. But just to go out on a Sunday or a Saturday for a walk, it's completely free. And it gets people out. It stops people, like, keeping themselves to themselves. And it's good. Yeah, it's free. If it took up cycling, you might spend £1,000 on a bike. Yeah. Um, and it's not always that affordable, but my uh, group fit's all about like being affordable, working out and making friends. Yeah. So um, if I can say, right, everyone can walk, and if we can all get out for like a, a two-hour walk, and it's fun. We usually walk, we usually go from the Ridgeway down to Avebury, stop at the pub, have a drink, walk back. I say a drink, it's like a squash. It's not, yeah. not like an alcoholic drink. You're getting hammered in the middle. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good, though, because I think as, as well, when we do our like, PT courses, we talk to people about right, who, who is your client. You leave here in three days' time and yeah. who, who are you going to work with and who wants to work with you and who's available yeah. to work with you. And um, inevitably, you get quite a lot of, oh, well, I'm going to work with pro athletes or I'm going to work with bodybuilders or I'm going to... But realistically, like, who's the biggest market? And it's, yeah. it's general populace who want to lose a little bit of weight and just be a bit yeah. more active. So you've hit the nail on the head with, with that. Yeah. And then the other thing that entices people and gets them to keep going is a community, which, again, yeah. you've hit that square. Like, and that, that's perfect because people, especially if you're giving them stuff for free, then they're going to be talking along the way. It's three hours with each other for talking around. Oh, what do you, I do the boxer size cut. You should come. And it starts to grow in itself, which it's is good without you even. as well. Yeah. It's, um, I... I pretty much know everyone um quite well so i know how their like, family's doing i know how friends are doing how their work's going so it's not just not just a client who turns up and i don't see him to next week yeah um 
every client turns out to be a really good friend and then they stay and then you, you've got to know who they are. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have injuries, a lot of people have backgrounds, problems, and you've got to work with that. You can't just go in and beast them every single week. And 100%. Yeah, they, yeah they're they not going to like it. So you have to get to know them personally. Um, yeah, so it is quite good that sort of way as well. Yeah. So what would your advice be to someone just starting out as a PT? So they've got their first job in a gym. What That first six months can be a bit of a struggle yeah. because you might be doing lots of gym floor hours and not really picking up clients and whatever yeah. um, because of time. So I know this happens at a lot of clubs where you have 40 hours work yeah. and you can't do any PT on shift. So you've got to try and fit them in and around those shifts. So now you're trying to do all your PT on a Sunday afternoon and it's not, not easy to do. So yeah. what would be your advice first six months of someone starting out in the industry? Um, you have to work. You can't just do 40 hours and go home. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get to know every single client. Um, that walks into the gym. I would never say just go up to a client and say, "Oh, I'm, I'm a personal trainer. Come and use me." They, they need a reason to come and like use you first. So um, you get to know every single person, and then you sort of build from there. So you've got to build that relationship with that client, but also you've got to work hard. So you've got to put a lot of social media side of things in. Um, you've got to look like you're where well, you've got to be working with your clients. It's not about you. It's about your clients. Yeah. So don't stick on social media a picture of yourself with a six pack. It's about your clients working with them. Yeah. Um, it's nothing really to do with you. It's about them as a person. Um, yeah. So it's getting to know them and you've got to work hard like 40 hours a week. You should then be working 80 hours a week. Um, all the, all day, every day. And yeah. it is, it, you might do that for two, three years, but then it's worth it at the end. Um, and if you just give up after three months, you're not going to make it. Yeah. So it does take a lot of time to, to get there sort of thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I, I was, I heard a, a quote on some video I was watching and it was said about, you know, ease is probably the bigger, um, negative to progression than hardship, right? So hardship will create progression because you're willing to yeah. work hard through that. Whereas if it's easy, probably hasn't got as much value. Yeah. So yeah. it's, um, but you, I think the big one you, you just said there, obviously hard work, that's the theme. But I think the big one is, is getting to know the people that are in front of you and then championing them. Yeah. So two things that you said there, that why should they work with me? So what's my unique area? Why are yeah. they, why me instead of somebody else? So what do I offer? So you've got to know what you offer. You've got to know your values and ethos. Yeah. Um, and with that, not stepping on things that aren't really your values and ethos and and, and skills but then on top of that is promoting them if they're happy with it because we have to you know you've got to be like are you okay for me to put this on social media whatever but all your social media is about them i barely see a picture of you apart from it might be you know a selfie with the rest of them do you know what i mean so it's i think that's often again you can look at it as a trainer going i am my own advert so my body is my advert and you see that probably nine times out of ten and then the other one out of ten is real people training getting their results and being pushed hard by a trainer which is what that's i think i'm with you i think that's what really helps yeah but you've got to know your audience like my audience i need to promote educational content because that's what we do so if i'm going to do a video of of myself or one of the trainers doing a squat it's not just so you can see my backside it's so that you can understand okay think about the technique here think about the teaching points think about whatever where this might be useful or applicable or appropriate for a client when is it not appropriate yeah so all these things are are, uh, in my mind when i'm doing the videos um and then why you might do it and it's not always just for aesthetic it's maybe it's a a beneficial thing to put a bar on your back and challenge the spine and all the rest of it so it's um 
it's a weird industry that we're in there, isn't it? In yeah, that way, I think uh, I think all trainers should also work together. Um, you get a lot of people there will try and train someone to be a bodybuilder, but then also they try and train someone to be a runner. It's sort of you got to work with other people as well. Yeah. So if there's someone that comes to me for an injury for a massage, I'd say I, I can't do it because I'm not not specialised in that, and I'm going to send you to somewhere else. Yeah. So you got to work with other people around you as well, and they should do the same. So if someone comes to me, I have no clue about football. So if someone wants to be a football player, I send them somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah, if someone wants to do something like motorcycle riding or fat loss, they come to me. So it's sort of, yeah, it's knowing what you wanna, who you want to work with as well. Yeah, that enhances your day too. Yeah. Imagine spending all your day training people you don't really want to train. Yeah. Like that's not going to be a fun day for you. I said this story before, but that's what it was like when I was away in Canada was people would go, well, this is my thing. That's not my thing. You should, you should take yeah. that because Jack's way better at you know, fat loss than I am. That's his thing. So let's, let's push you towards that and he'll have a better day. You'll have a better trainer for the job. Yeah. And then later on down the road when it is a basketball player or whatever, then he'll come back to me and you'll push him yeah. my way. Because again, it's all about the clients. It's not about the trainer itself. I love that. I think it's, it's so, so true. When people are starting to make a transition, because this is the one thing that you really did and did really well, you transition from shift work into full-time PT. Yeah. What should you be looking out for at that time? Because it's obviously a little bit of a shock because now you're, you're potentially self-employed or, or whatever. Yeah. What, what, what would you be sort of saying to people at that, at that point? If they're at that point now, yeah. advice for them? Um, always try and sort of calculate it. So for me, I was on, say, five shifts a week. I then went down to four shifts a week, but then I knew I had to get, say, five more clients. Right. And then I'd drop it down again to, say, three shifts a week and then get another couple of clients. Um, as long as I'm earning what I was earning as an employed person, um, I was happy with that. And then you slowly like swap it over. So also I knew that if I couldn't do something, I'd have to work another shift. I see. Um, so I always like calculated it. So I always I was always earning what I was earning working full time, but I'd now have done it myself. Yeah. So that um, was like a motivating thing. I don't want to have to pick up another yeah. shift. I see. Yeah, and I, I'm quite stubborn as well. So I, I, I just want to work for myself. Yeah. Um, but I made sure I could work for myself. I didn't want to um, just quit all my shifts down and be struggling and not be able to do what I was doing anyway. Yeah. So it was like, actually, I need 10 clients to cover, say, three or four shifts and then um, just sort of work from there. Right. I see. That makes sense. And, I suppose, and, and you said that about moving into the building as well. Yeah. You needed to make sure you had five to six more clients. That yeah. was the monetary value yeah. number that Look you at needed. What you can actually afford instead of like what what do you what do you spend at home? Um, I'm not really one for going out or doing anything like that. I don't really have any other life apart from my work and sort of a couple of friends. Yeah. So it's if I can afford to and do boxing, all that. you come to all the boxing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to see Luke. Luke, the Duke's <laughs> biggest fan. So. Yeah. Yeah. We used to play ice hockey, with Luke. Did you? Yeah. So yeah, I, but yeah, I suppose it's looking at. At, and that was another thing I, you know, there's a, as a, another podcast we did with uh, Liz from Total Guide to Swindon and Bath and Manchester and Reading and, it, yeah. and she said the similar thing was, was what's your priority she, yeah. and the thing that she said w- w- that stuck to me was um, I don't go and get my nails done all the time I yeah. prefer to go and train and yeah. that was her it's not negative if you want to go if your nails are your thing that's your priority that's completely yeah. fine but what is what is the priority and what's going to take value in your in your time yeah. um, and maybe if you're super keen on getting your nails done then yeah. maybe it's a half hour TV that you could skip out do you have to watch that second episode yeah. or whatever so it's understanding the priorities for you was let me see if I can I can eliminate some of the outgoings and, and put it into the business that's really cool so what's next for group fit what's like 
Um, I've just bought some more anchors. So Excellent. I, I start my new anchor class next uh, next month. Okay. So I've got three classes of that starting. Um, and then, yeah, keep on like, trying to build a business, try and get better results. I'm always working on things, so I don't just sit back and I'm always trying to progress everything. So I build my own website. Um, I do all my own logo designs. I send. I work with like a, a designer in Swindon as well. Um, but I make sure everything's perfect. Like I have, yeah, it's just always trying to improve. Really, mm. uh, in a few years' time, when I get my own place, um, yeah. So I don't want to be renting or purchased. Buy, yeah, yeah. So um, try and get that sorted, and then build up a little more when I get a, a spin studio of my own. Yeah, um, things like that. So always trying to keep on improving, right. and it's also looking at what my clients enjoy as well. Yeah. So um, a lot of people at the moment like 28-day challenges. So I ran one for the first time the last month. It was 15 clients, and I think it was £55 of fat loss yeah. in 28 days. Wow. So the biggest person, I think, dropped the biggest loss um, was 9.6 right. in 28 days. And it's just about getting their habits changed and things like that. Yeah. But um, for myself, Brute Fit made nothing out of it. I said everyone put £5 in a pot, whoever wins gets some money. So That's that, brilliant. So it's, it's for them, they're getting something at the end of it and I'm getting results for the clients yeah. and uh, it's making their habit so like Christmas time it's always quite tough so if they've got a bit of like a focus for the 28 days it might make them into some better habits yeah. and things like that and they really enjoy it that's good and again it's the same theme with you it comes back to the client client, yeah. client, client that's really good. I don't, that's a really good idea actually as well because what they're probably going to then end up doing is if they ever do leave you they go and join whatever fill in the blank generic gym yeah. and you're going to go oh, I don't get these challenges I don't get this community no. I, people don't know me and gyms are amazing but that's that's another thing there's not a lot of personal touch so if you haven't got the knowledge and then it can be quite tough for a, a client that's just come out of working in an office yeah. haven't got a clue how to work out and yeah that's when that's when other personal trainers should go up to them and try and teach them you're not trying to sell them because teach them what they've got to do yeah. so then they get to know you and then they build up their knowledge um, yeah, they've got to like teach the people what to do. Yeah. So if you don't, they can't just rely on you. No, um, they have to learn themselves. So in a way, in the future, if they do go somewhere else, they can go. Actually, they know what to do. They know how to work out. They know how to eat. Um, maybe they've moved or circumstances have changed, but they know what to do. Yeah, it's not just about I'm going to tell you what to do and that's it. It's I teach all my clients rather than just tell them to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a final thing for me here is: Do you have when it comes to group fit? Do you have a like a selection of different packages people can buy, like an unlimited thing where they do all the classes or yeah. is it one by one? How does it work? So um, it works out £5 per class. Um, it's all on direct debit. So it's a monthly membership. Um, so it's £5 for one class a week. It works out to be like £4.37 for two and £4 for three. Right. And then you can pay like the unlimited, um, which is about £52 uh, for limited classes. So now there's 15 classes a week. They can come to all of them if they like. Right, I see. Um, but not only that, so if they pay £52, they get the personal training service, they get all the downloads, they get me, they get everything to help them get results. So in fact, you're only paying 52 quid for having a personal trainer like, by yourself membership. every day. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Um, so instead of paying £30 a session, I think it's better to get, like, get them on the £52 one, see them three times a week, and then I work with them as a personal training client and everyone gets a personal training uh, like tracking app. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone gets me nagging them if they don't turn up for their session. So yeah, it's, all, it's always good. It's sort of I'm on top of every single client and I know what they're doing and when they're going to be in and if they don't turn up I say right where was your makeup from last week make sure you get on top of it yeah and things like that that's really good so I everyone like gets uh, sort of a ball a full body fat sort of test at the start they get photos taken measurements tracking um, everything really muscle mass water what, how much water they've got and if they've got not a lot then yeah just work on little habits right 
um, so everyone gets a personal trainer in touch, but at a really, really cheap cost. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so you've got your new anchor vest coming, new class coming. I saw on your Facebook that you're trying to book in a session with George Webb. Yeah. Um, so who's, who's winning that session in anchor? Uh, I reckon George is going to win at the Do reckon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a monster. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's going to come on shortly. I think we're going to get him in here yeah. and, and have a chat with him and we'll see what happened with that session. So yeah. um, we'll Jack, try and record it. Yeah, definitely record <laughs> it. A hundred percent. It'll be me crying and him laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just um, don't bet him anything because then I'll raise the stakes and suddenly you'll be losing bits and pieces if that is the case. So just yeah. be careful. Um, Jack, thank you so much for making the time today. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man.